Hello! Welcome to this extra special bonus episode of Jallo of the Month Club. I'm your host, Diana Koch. So, if I sound a little tired, it's because I just got home from eight days of movies and parties at Fantastic Fest. Fantastic Fest is a genre film festival in Austin, Texas. This was the 15th year of the festival. A very cool, very fun film festival, especially if you're interested in foreign, sci-fi, horror, weird movies, which I'm into all of them, so I love it. This year I watched 34 feature-length films along with two blocks of short films. In honor of the eight days of Fantastic Fest, I wanted to share my eight favorite films from the festival. Before I get started on my top eight, I did want to mention Ryan Johnson's upcoming film, Knives Out. This is a murder mystery starring an ensemble cast of A-list actors, Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Evans, Michael Shannon, Daniel Craig. Despite the large cast, Knives Out, it's always entertaining. It's funny. It contains a very cohesive storyline along with a good mystery. There's some blood. While it didn't make my top eight, this one was probably the most Jalo-esque film that I saw during the festival. Knives Out will have a wide release on Thanksgiving, so look for that one in November. While I typically don't put documentaries into my final list... I did see an amazing documentary dissecting the history and mythology behind the 1979 classic sci-fi film Alien. You know Alien. Yes, that one. The documentary is called Memory, The Origins of Alien. This one is from the people who created the psycho documentary 7852. It's really educational. It has a lot of different interviews. I'm assuming since Memory is an IFC film, it will eventually end up on Hulu. So keep Memory, The Origins of Alien on your radar if you are a fan of the original Ridley Scott film or if you just want to learn more about history or Greek or Egyptian mythologies. Also, 7852 is available on Hulu if you wanted to add that to your watch list for your October marathons. It dissects the iconic bathroom scene in Psycho, and I found it to be really well made and educational for any horror fan or any fan of Alfred Hitchcock. Now, on to my top eight films from Fantastic Fest. At number eight, I have Vivarium. This one stars Imogen Poots and Jesse Eisenberg as a young couple who follow a mysterious real estate agent. They get trapped in a labyrinth-like housing development, which is filled with identical homes. Every single house looks the same. They can't get out. This is not a feel-good movie, but it's worth a watch just for the weird plot. This movie reminds me of an episode of Black Mirror. Not a current episode, but a possible future episode. Uh, with a bit of Twilight Zone thrown in there. If that sounds up your alley, give Vivarium a watch. In my number seven spot, I have Bliss by Joe Bigos. He is a staple at Fantastic Fest. Typically, he brings us practical effects-heavy sci-fi or horror films. This year, he actually had two films at Fantastic Fest. He had this one, which is Bliss, and he also had VFW, 
Apparently, it's like Assault on Precinct 13, but set in a VFW. While that isn't usually the type of films that I'm into, I do admire Joe's process and creativity. I think he has a lot of drive, and I always look forward to watching his movies, no matter what the plot is. Bliss is not a sci-fi film. It's a drug-infused, blood-infused story of a struggling artist facing a creative block and she turns to anything she can to complete her masterpiece. Bliss was shot on 16mm film and transferred to 35mm for my screening. I love this effect. It made the Los Angeles setting feel extra gritty, but also very beautiful. However, for full transparency, this movie did make me feel sick while I was watching it. There are a lot of strobe effects and I'm really sensitive to that sort of thing. The movie does warn you in the beginning. I just didn't realize how intense it would be. It starts out pretty tame visually, but goes into a spiraling hellscape of drugs, sex, murder, blood, flashing lights. Yeah, so if that isn't your thing, you might want to skip this one and watch a different film by Joe Bigos. His other films do not have that kind of effect, but this one was really intense and it also is very intense story so yeah it made me feel a little bit sick but i still liked it it's number seven on my favorite films from fantastic best bliss is now available on vod so you can watch it immediately add this one to your october movie marathons and let me know what you think in spot number six i have the vast of night This one is set over the course of one night in a small town in New Mexico. A young switchboard operator and a DJ uncover a strange frequency that could change their lives forever. This is a straight-up 90-minute episode of The Twilight Zone. The setting and costuming were really stunning, and I'd love to see this one in black and white. It's actually in color, despite being set in the 1950s. I hope that when they put this one out, when they release this one, that they do a black and white cut of it. I would love to watch it. The overall film is very eerie, yet really charming. The Vastonite will be released in 2020 by Amazon Studios. Now my number five pick. This one is not a great movie, but it is a great viewing experience that you will never forget. The pool has been on my radar for quite some time, probably about two years. I put it on my watch list on Letterboxd and had been waiting for it to come out. I knew I had to see it, and it did not disappoint. Fantastic Fest's audience is the perfect audience for this sort of movie. The pool comes from Thailand. The plot is fairly simple. A man gets stuck in an empty in-ground pool with a crocodile. One man, one reptile one pool. It gets intense. Please get a group of friends together when you see this one. Order some Pizza Hut pizza too. Don't ask me why, just order Pizza Hut. You will thank me. I'm not sure when the pool will get distribution, but keep it on your radar for a crazy fun viewing experience. I need to know what people think about this movie after they see it. In my number four spot, I have Swallow. Swallow stars Haley Bennett. She looks like Jennifer Lawrence. So, if you have seen her in a film, typically she's the co-star, and you thought, 
that girl looks like Jennifer Lawrence, but it isn't. It's probably Haley Bennett. They're both beautiful. Swallows a story of a newly pregnant housewife who finds herself increasingly compelled to consume dangerous objects. So she's eating weird shit that she should not be eating. As her husband and family tighten their control over her life, she must confront the dark secret behind her new obsession. This is a movie that is all about repression and control. It's very much a drama. Slight body horror... And there's some really dry humor in there, not much, but it is gorgeous. The cinematography, the architecture, Haley Bennett, all gorgeous. It's not for those with a faint stomach, but it is very beautiful. IFC Films has bought the distribution rights to Swallow, so you'll be able to see it in theaters or on VOD next year. In spot number three, I have St. Maud. St. Maud follows a reclusive young nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. This is a story about religion and sexual oppression. It's the debut full feature film from Rose Glass. The camera work is so impressive, so technical. There are a few non-traditional shots which take this film from being a very standard thriller to an over-the-top fever dream. I can't get over the sound design in this film. If you say to me, St. Maud, just say those two words, I will say sound design. Like, I can't stop talking about it. I preach it to everyone. Every second of this movie is a treat for your ears, whether you realize it or not. There's constant whispering and thumping and scratching, just that lingering presence of someone with you at all times. I really love to analyze films. I mean, that's why I have this podcast. I'm analyzing Jalo films. Of course, I analyze this film. Of course, I analyze the sound design. I feel like that constant noise is meant to assume the existence of God in Maud's head. It's not that long of a film, so it, it doesn't overstay its welcome. I really loved it. A24 is bringing St. Maud to theaters in 2020, so please go see it. Number two. Number two is a movie that I've been hearing amazing things about, and it is amazing. It's Parasite. Directed by acclaimed filmmaker Bong Joon-ho, Parasite is the story of a poor family who takes an interest in a wealthy family, and then they get entangled into a crazy, unexpected incident. Story goes off the rails. So Parasite is not a creature feature. Bong Joon-ho's Previous films, The Host and Okja, are creature features, so you might think, oh, it's Parasite, it's about a bug, it's about a creature. It isn't. It's more of a comedy-slash-thriller-slash-satire about class and society. It's weirdly brilliant. Snowpiercer is another great film that's by Bong Joon-ho. If you haven't seen it, it's currently on Netflix. That's another one that's also about class and society, but it's very different from this one. I don't want to spoil anything about Parasite, but it is being hailed as a masterpiece. People are going crazy over this film. Parasite has won many festival awards, so you should see it if you have any interest when it comes to next year's award season. Parasite is being released in theaters in just a few weeks, so go see it when it comes out in October. So my number one film... It was a secret screening. So a fantastic fast secret screening. 
is a movie where you pick that as your number one film that you want to see, but you don't know what it is. If you get it, you go into the theater, you sit down, and then the director comes out or the actors come out or sometimes they just put the name of the movie up on the screen and then you know which movie you're going to see. This is a movie that I knew was coming out. I knew that I wanted to see it. I hoped that I loved it. Oh yeah, I loved it. It is The Lighthouse by Robert Eggers. I'm a huge fan of Robert. I loved The Witch. I think The Witch is an amazing film. Robert has such a talent for filmmaking and it's so apparent in The Lighthouse. This is a hypnotic tale of two lighthouse keepers on a remote and mysterious New England island. It's black and white and set in the 1890s. There are literally two characters in this movie, unless you want to count the lighthouse or the island as a character, which you very well could do that. They have a large presence in this film. Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe star in this. They are the two main characters. They're the two actors. They're on screen constantly. The lighthouse is very art house, but in the best way. If you hate pretentious films, you may not like this one, but I urge you to just open your mind and go see it. Robert Pattinson gives potentially the best performance of the year. I'd say the best performance of his career. The cinematography of The Lighthouse is to die for. The setting creates constant tension. Some shots that were filmed just so beautifully that knowing... I know how the set was created because I am, of course, I'm a nerd, so I did all kinds of research on this film technical aspect of it is so impressive i just loved it i i don't even want to say anymore because i want everyone to experience this one on on their own and walk away with their own feelings and you can do that in just a few short weeks the lighthouse will be in theaters on october 18th a24 is putting it out go see the lighthouse watch parasite saint maud swallow the Pool, The Vast of Night, Bliss, and Vivarium. That's my list. So I saw 34 movies, narrowed it down to eight. Was not easy. Fantastic Fest is my favorite week of the year. It wouldn't happen without filmmakers. It wouldn't happen without Alamo Drafthouse and the Drafthouse staff. It wouldn't happen without Fantastic Fest volunteers. They're awesome. They work their butt off for eight days and all of the days leading up to it. And thanks to you for listening to this. I hope that you take away some new movies to watch. If you went to Fantastic Fest or your favorite movies weren't on this list, tell me. There were quite a few films that I just couldn't see. I couldn't see everything. So you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Jalo Club. You can follow me, Diana, on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd at Diana NK. That's D-I-A-N-N-A-N-K. I have a lot of cool stuff lined up for the rest of the year. In just a few weeks, I will be interviewing Claudio Simonetti of Goblin. If you have any questions or requests for Claudio, email me, message me, let me know. I would love to include them in the interview. 
Thank you for listening to this very special bonus episode. Until next time, I'm Diana, and this has been Jalo of the Month Club.